Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to have you joined us here on the podcast. We have an exciting podcast here today. We're going to talk to Patrick Wu, the scouting coordinator for the Reese's Senior Bowl. We talked about his career, uh, what he does on a day-to-day job, as well as his thoughts on Boston College players and this year's team, Coach Steve Adazio, and his take on generally on the Boston program, Boston College program as a whole. So it's a very exciting podcast. First, let's hear from Chestnut Hill Technologies, and then we'll go right into the podcast. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Of course, we're presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. Great guests here today as we have the scouting coordinator of the Reese's Senior Bowl. Patrick Wu joins us here. Patrick, thanks so much for the time uh, and joining us here a couple minutes on the Lights Camera Sports Podcast. Yeah, Mike, it's great to be on with you. So, Patrick, you're the scouting coordinator of uh, the Reese's Bowl. A lot of responsibilities there. But let's first, let's take it back. Uh, growing up, did you grow up in the Maryland area? And, you know, did you always enjoy football from an early age? Yeah, obviously I grew up in Maryland, as you mentioned, and uh, the old the old adage down here is, uh, depending who you talk to anyway, because of course lacrosse is a big sport down here as well, but the old adage is crab cakes and football, that's what Maryland does, so of course grew up heavily in, in the football world, and there was something I always wanted to be a part of, and you and I met over at American Athletic Conference Media Days in Newport, Rhode Island, Mike, so you saw me, you saw my frame, and Obviously, there was no way that I could play the game, so I found a way to stay involved, and uh, it's been a great journey so far. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. You're eating those lobsters pretty quickly. I think you were building up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to gain some weight. You know, I'm trying to be a fullback at the next level. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right, so you progressed to Penn State. Just talk about your time at Penn State, and uh, were you always involved as well with sports and football there? Yeah, you know, Penn State was a really good opportunity. I ended up going there, um, did some sports journalism there, sports broadcasting. You know, Mike, I thought my only opportunity to, to be involved in, in college football would be from the broadcasting side or from the journalistic side, uh, much like um, all of you are doing. I thought that would be my only avenue. Um, luckily, as, as my career progressed, um, you know, through some internships that I had in SiriusXM, I met Phil Savage, our executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, and he opened up a brand new avenue of scouting and personnel and operations to me so it all worked out but yeah i was heavily involved in sports at penn state um you know i worked with bill o'brien's staff um for a brief time uh, but enjoyed being around him and uh, mainly i ended up working a lot with the penn state women's lacrosse program um because i had a connection with that coaching staff and it was something that i stayed loyal to in the end but football was always my number one no question about it. so take us to your time after penn state um what were you up to and how did you get involved eventually with the Reese's senior bowl yeah, you know, like I said, I did an internship with Sirius XM College Sports Nation, and um, I was living in Nashville at the time. And so they, it was with uh, with Bill King, who's, who's no longer on the channel, but Bill King was a tremendous football mind. Um, he was a college football encyclopedia. 
And so I spent some time interning with him in the summer in Nashville. And uh, he and the rest of the Series XM crew, they took me down to SEC Media Days in 2012 and 2013. And, um, you know, it's crazy to think since then I've been to six SEC Media Days uh, to that circus in Hoover. Um, but I went down there, and, of course, Phil Savage, like I said, the executive director of the recent Senior Bowl, was um, also doing some work for Series XM College Sports Nation at the time as well. So he and I connected in Hoover, met him for the first time. Obviously, I'd admired everything that he accomplished with the Baltimore Ravens throughout his personnel career. Um, I grew up on him being with the Ravens. But I had an opportunity to meet Phil and um, just talk about how much I admired what he'd done in Baltimore and followed his career and, and what I knew about him. And, um, you know, the best part, Mike, was that because, um, you know, it's a little bit intimidating, to be honest, to be a college student, um, not really knowing too many people and trying to introduce yourself to Phil Savage, who'd won Super Bowls with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but the great thing, Mike, was that Phil is the type of person and type of personality that as soon as he starts talking to you, um, he acts like he's known you his entire life. So it was a very easy, flowing conversation, um, and, and we connected very well and had a couple dinners and um, met him again at Big Ten Media Days the following week in Chicago. And, um, you know, long story short, Mike, I ended up interning for game week of the recent senior bowl with Phil for my senior year of college. Um, kept in touch with him after that. He asked me if if this scouting and personnel world was something that I could see myself doing rather than the broadcasting. And I said, absolutely. You know, in fact, with that week at the recent senior bowl, I fell in love with the personnel and scouting side much more than I ever did with the media side of things. So I made it very clear that this is something I could definitely see myself doing. And so, so Phil Savage and I kept in touch and I graduated from Penn state and, uh, moved down to Mobile, Alabama. And I've been with Phil ever since. That's great. You know, and I'll talk, tell our listeners and viewers, What's it like your day-to-day life now as a scouting coordinator uh, for the Reese's Senior Bowl? What goes into that? Yeah, no, it's certainly a lot. You know, we're a very small, tight-knit staff in Mobile. There's only six of us in the office. Quite frankly, it's only really Phil Savage and myself that, that does the football side of it, although Rob Lee Hockey, our director of media and public relations, also um, is a great football mind as well. Um, but, you know, we each have our own roles in the office, and, and Phil and I kind of handle a lot of the player personnel side of it. Uh, we're trying to find the best 110 players um, that, that we can bring to Mobile every every January. And, you know, sometimes it's challenging because uh, we're not always going to get the top 110 prospects, so to speak, because we also have to build a roster. Um, you know, our, our rosters are built very much like NFL teams with the NFL 53-man rosters. We actually get 55 players per North and South squad, so we get two kind of flex positions. But... You know, it's always hard to because we have to fill the positions in the depth chart, so to speak, that we don't always get the 110 best players, but we get the 110 best roster fits, I guess you could say, for the North and South squads. But keeping up with all the players um, on a day-to-day basis, we have a great relationships with all of the college coaches across the country, great relationships with all 32 NFL teams. Um, but you can imagine to be a two-man scouting staff with myself and Phil, um, and we do have some help from from some ex NFL scouts across the country as well to gain their insights. But um, we're, we're not a ten to twelve man scouting staff with a bunch of interns and um, the, the the full the full squad that these NFL teams have on the personnel side. So it certainly is a lot, but we enjoy doing it and, and we love it very much. So once the season gets started on a Saturday, do you pick a, a game to go to each Saturday and kind of scout from there? Yeah, for the most part, I'll, I'll be on the road every weekend. 
Um, obviously, Bill Savage is also the color analyst for Alabama's football radio network, so he's obliged to be at every single Alabama game, but Phil does make a point to, to do a regional trip the entire week of Alabama's bye week when he gets freed up. Um, Phil also does a great job of scheduling, um, seeing players around the Alabama football schedule. You know, for example, if Alabama plays um, at Arkansas or whatever, Phil will make, uh, he'll swing by some schools within a, a radius of Arkansas that he can get to prior to the Alabama game uh, on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday leading up to the game. I'll kind of do the same thing. You know, I'll get to a game every Saturday, and we'll see if we can kind of regionalize our trips to make it to either a Thursday night game or a Friday night game along with the Saturday game or a Thursday-Saturday doubleheader or try to make it to a Thursday practice, a Friday practice, and then a Saturday game. But my trips mainly consist of the weekend work because we are very active in the Mobile, Alabama community, and we do have some stuff to get done around the office. So I'll mainly be in the office Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, um, with the exception of a few Wednesday travel days. And then, so obviously you're looking for seniors, uh, Reese's Senior Bowl. What is the date, by the way, coming up for this January for the game? Sorry, could you repeat that? Yeah, what, when, when is the actual date for the game this January coming up? Yeah, we're always we're always going to be the week prior to the Super Bowl when it's yeah. the bye week after the conference championship game. So today's, excuse me, this year's actual date of the game will be January 27th. 2018, and of course, the week leading up to that will be the week of practice. Gotcha. So, uh, when you're at these games leading up to that, September, October, November, what like what attributes are you looking for in seniors, players? What what sticks out for you in the mind where you you grade them highly? What what's give us a little behind the scenes look at that? Yeah, you know, I, I think I think the hard part is is that we are by definition a college football all star game. So. Certainly, we are going to look for big-name players that have had great, outstanding college careers. But, um, you know, sometimes maybe the true fans don't understand that a great college player does not always translate to a great NFL prospect. And so we really have to find that balance between being a college football all-star game and rewarding great collegiate careers, but also we're mainly providing this service to the National Football League for these personnel members and coaches to see the, the top prospects and be exposed to the top prospects against top competition during the practices in Mobile. So, you know, we're always going to be looking for athletic traits. Um, we're going to be looking for the traits that translate to the National Football League. Um, obviously, you know, there are a lot of corners in college that don't backpedal anymore because of the coverages. There are a lot of quarterbacks that don't play under center. Um, so we're always looking for their undersized college defensive ends that will have to transition to outside linebacker in the NFL. So we're always trying to eye these players athletically and, and kind of there's a position-specific criteria that each player has to have at certain positions. And we try to see, see them check as many of those boxes as they can and see if they can translate to the NFL. Um, but, of course, at the same time, we, we, we are looking for production um, and statistical production with a lot of these players as well because, you know, like I said, we are an all-star game. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Okay, that's very interesting. All right, let's let's focus. We're New England based, Boston College. Uh, what are some players that you're looking at this year as we enter the season, uh, 2017? 
Yeah, you know, last year, obviously, BC had a couple of defensive players drafted, and Matt Milano, the linebacker, um, John Johnson, the safety, who is one of my favorite players on and off the field, just a great person to be around. We did invite John Johnson to the Reese's Senior Bowl. He ended up, I believe, a third-round pick to the Los Angeles Rams, and uh, he was just, I loved his versatility um, and, and just his, his physicality. He was also a great special teams player, but John Johnson had all of the traits that you were looking for in terms of an NFL defensive back especially with the body type with his uh, 6'1 frame and his arm length, um, just really looks like an NFL player. So we certainly wish John Johnson the best in beginning his NFL career with the L.A. Rams. I think this year you look at Boston College, and again, you immediately go to the defensive side of the ball. Um, Steve Adazio has formed a very tough roster there. Obviously, a lot of these guys at BC were, were uh, brought there by former defensive coordinator Don Brown, who's obviously now at Michigan. But Don Brown, uh, he's He's a guy that really looks for NFL players and produces NFL players. And I think the immediate attention will go to Harold Landry. Um, obviously, very, very big numbers from him in terms of his sack production, tackles for loss production. He's an outstanding pass rusher. But you can make an argument that he might be the best pass rusher in college football, but certainly he's got to go out there and prove it again this year. Um, he could really vault himself with a good season and perhaps a, a really good week in the race of Senior Bowl in January. He could vault himself in the top 15 conversation. But, again, he's kind of in that tweener range, about 6'3", 250. Um, is he a defensive end? Is he an outside linebacker? From what I understand, I was told that um, he almost declared for the NFL draft as a junior. But teams that graded him as an outside linebacker gave him a second-round grade. Teams that graded him as a defensive end gave him a third-round grade. So Harold's got a lot to prove this season, but he is certainly one of the biggest names in college football that, that teams have been paying attention to. And I think you can also look at the defensive backfield again. Um, Boston College has produced Justin Simmons and John Johnson as two safeties in recent years. Now you look to the outside and see Cameron Moore at corner, who should certainly get a shot in, in the NFL. You know, his size may be an issue. He's about five ten and a half, but he, he's shown ball production um, with his interceptions, with his pass breakups. Um, he's another guy who's shown physicality as a tackler. Um, he's been a solo tackler. He's not all, He's able to bring guys down to the ground by himself. And so Cameron Moore, I think, will get some looks. And then offensively, um, John Baker, I think, is one of the best centers in college football. But this is a very, very good center class as well. So there's a lot of competition at John Baker's position. Very interesting. Anyone offensively that comes to mind, or is the defense still ahead of itself at BC? Yeah, I think the defense is still very much ahead of itself. But like I said, John Baker at center will yep. kind of lead the way for this Boston College offense. Um, of course, there, there are other players. There are other seniors on this roster, I think you look, continue to look at the defense. Connor Stray in the middle linebacker will certainly get an opportunity because of his ball production. He'll get some looks from the next level as well. Um, but again, size may become an issue for him. We'll see ultimately how athletic he is. Um, but Stray is going to get a lot of attention because he's always around the football. And that's really all these players, these teams are looking for from the linebacker position is does he have a nose for the football? Is he an instinctual player? I think some teams have kind of moved away from you know, the 6'3", 6'4", 250, 260-pound thumper middle linebackers, and the game has kind of shifted to um, some of these six-foot, 220-pound guys that can hit and run and just have a nose for the football and have great instincts, and Strand kind of fits that mold. Just looking at Macrilly, what's your general take down uh, of Boston College? Obviously, you're in Alabama, SEC country, heart of it. BC, I think, you know, kind of a lot of times is forgotten about way up in the Northeast. What's the general take about BC uh, from your perspective? The first thing that always comes to mind is the toughness, the physical toughness, the Steve Adazio, be a dude mentality. 
in Boston College produces tough football players. They're not always going to have the best athletes um, or the five-star recruits, but they, but they, they, they find players that have the mental and physical toughness to go out there and be a D.C. Eagle. Obviously, it's a great academic institution as well. But you always, you always see Boston College being good in the trenches on the offensive and defensive line. You always see tough, physical linebackers who love to, to, to tackle and be physical. Um, so, like I said, Boston College is not always going to have the speedsters, but they're going to out-physical a lot of teams. You look at teams across the country, Stanford, for example, not always going to have the, the speedsters and the top athletes, but they're going to out-physical and outsmart a lot of teams. And I think Boston College is kind of that, that mold in the ACC where – their, their goal every week is to out-physical you, out-tough you, and that's how they're going to win football games. What's your take on Adazio as well, Coach Adazio? Is he, is he uh, well-respected in the recruiting ranks in the Senior Bowl? Yeah, I have a ton of respect for Coach Adazio. You know, he, he's always been very supportive of the recent Senior Bowl. I know he's very supportive of getting his players to the next level as well. And uh, like I said, he's just he's just a player's coach. You know, he brings the be-a-dude mentality. He brings the energy. He's a very charismatic guy. Um, I've always been a fan of Coach Adazio. Obviously, his resume speaks for itself with what he's done throughout his career to become the head coach at Boston College. And, you know, there may or may not be some talk of him being on the hot seat, but I think he's a great fit for Boston College. And hopefully his leash will, will be a little bit longer. He can get things turned around and, and really start to become a consistent bowl team and, and eventually an ACC contender. And we were talking down in Newport, Patrick, and you mentioned a funny story, actually a good story, about Luke Keekley when you were uh, around him recently. Yeah, it's just, it speaks to the type of work ethic that guys that come out of Boston College have. Obviously, Keekley was before Coach Adazio's time, but the work ethic and the blue-collar mentality has all, has been a mainstay at Boston College, no matter who the coach has been. And you know, I was in Charlotte for ACC Media Days both this year and last year, and uh, this Keekley situation is actually from last year when I visited the, the Carolina Panthers while I was over there in Charlotte, went and visited the facility. And uh, these players are on vacation in July, they get to report to training camp, and I'm touring this Panthers facility. And who else is, is working out in the weight room other than Luke Keekley, really the only player there in the facility working out in the weight room uh, on his vacation with about a week left to go before he's got to report for training camp. Uh, I thought that just really goes to show why he's such an elite football player, the great representative of Boston College, uh, but just a great representative of that blue-collar, tough guy, always going to work hard mentality. Well, Patrick, that's that's really that's good to hear. That's great to hear. Last question I have from you is: What do you enjoy outside of football? What do you like to do for fun and uh, outside of the game when you're not working on the Reese's Senior Bowl? Yeah, you know, I really like being on the water. I'm not a big fisherman or anything, but I love being on boats. You know, I kind of grew up on the water up here in Maryland with the Chesapeake Bay. So Mobile, Alabama, has been a great situation for me having the Mobile Bay down there, and of course the Gulf of Mexico. Um, don't have enough money quite yet to have my own boat, but the, you know, Mike, the best boats are always your friends' boats. So uh, <laughs> I love being on, on boats. Um, you know, play with a lot of my friends' dogs as well. It's another situation. You know, the best dogs are your friends' dogs because you, they don't have to go home with you. You don't have to be the one that feeds them every night and puts them to bed. Um, but I enjoy being around animals. Enjoy being around the water. Um, so you know, when we get time to to have some leisure time, you know, I try to get out on the water, um, go down to Fairhope Pier. And down in, in Mobile, Alabama, Fairhope Pier is a beautiful, beautiful area. Of course, we have great beaches and uh, made a lot of friends down there that have dogs. And I think I picked friends that have dogs for a reason. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, Patrick Wu, uh, scouting coordinator for the Reese's Senior Bowl. 
thanks so much for the time and joining us here at Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast to talk about the Reese's Senior Bowl and uh, to talk about some BC recruits who might be heading there come January. I appreciate it, Mike. Of course, anybody can follow us on Twitter at Senior Bowl. You can find me at P underscore Wu. That's P underscore W-O-O. All our information on CM4.com. And our target release date for 2018, we're just seeing a little loss. This is about August 22nd, 2017. Well, great. Hey, Pat, thanks so much for the time. Yeah, no problem, Mike. Thanks for having me. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Well, thanks so much once again to Patrick Rue, Reese's Senior Director, Scouting Coordinator, for joining us here on the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast. This is Mike Galtieri uh, reminding you, uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, please email that Lights, Camera, Sports, Ads, ADS, at gmail.com. That's Lights, Camera, Sports, Ads, ADS, at gmail.com. And thank you once again for listening. We'll see you back again next week here on the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast. This is Mike Galtieri signing off.